What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Huh Podcast. I'm with two of my good buddies, Micah Hescock and Garrett Crawford. It is episode number 47. We're almost to 50. We're almost to that half a century mark. And we are starting, I don't know if you want to call it a series or just going through uh, the parables. Uh, And we're picking out some specific parables uh, in in the Gospels and in Scripture. And here's how it's going to go. We're going to read through um, a specific parable today. Uh, and then we're just going to begin to comment and kind of talk about it, how we can, uh, how this parable applies to us spiritually, um, and kind of the importance of this specific parable. So, uh, Micah, Garrett, what is happening? Yo, uh, what is up? Um, I just want to say that my identity was supposed to be secret, um, but you oh, have foiled I it. I'm it. like a superhero. Um, no, you I'm have people coming after you. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, bounty hunters coming for yeah, exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. All no, that no, good no. stuff. Um, I'm not a superhero. That's actually Garrett. Uh, Garrett is one of his own superheroes <laughs> that he has created in his mind. Um, and so you actually expose Garrett uh, as his own superhero. So you know, I don't. What, what would Garrett's superpower be? Um, Garrett, you don't get to decide. We get to decide. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I Garrett, was going to actually Garrett's give you already, the one that I invented. I, Garrett's oh, already, all right. Well, hold on. Let us give you one and then tell us the one you invented. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go with um, mind control. That's what I see out of Garrett. Okay. I could see Garrett <laughs> no. being like controlling minds. I have no um, desire to do that. Well, that's my, my, what I see. So I'm right. You're wrong. I don't know what to tell you. My power for Garrett is kind of Or like, invisibility because he's an introvert. That's true. He right? could just yeah. be like invisible. Mine is that he can get to this point. You know how like Jimmy Neutron when he thinks, think, think, think. But but he, he can think so hard he can actually come out of his own body, <laughs> and, and like the whole moment freezes and he can put together all this stuff at once. Uh, and he, actually, I feel like he already does this. Yeah, like, I feel like he's getting close to that. He's getting close, but I feel I like think his once superpower, he gets his masters, yeah. it'll be certified. Exactly, he and that. he'll yeah. be able to come out of his body and kind of just take everything in, and yeah. then come back in his body in real time. I like it. I, yeah. You know, I, I I don't know what that superpower would be I, called. I take but. back mine, and I the Jimmy <laughs> Neutron superpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just call it the Jimmy Neutron. Um, so I think Jimmy Neutron over here. I mean Garrett. Uh, I agree with that. I take back <laughs> mine. I recant. <laughs> But if he could also have a side of invisibility, he would probably like that. Yep, so just to go invisible whenever he wants. I think that's because I can see about coming him. out of his body that there's an invisible yeah, aspect. There. I've got so many stories from college, man, that I guarantee you he wish he had invisibility at those moments. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I've got several that <laughs> embarrassing that he like. I know in those moments, and one of them he tried to be. He just walked out and like just <laughs> ran away from a situation, but he wasn't invisible, and and everyone saw him walk away, and it was embarrassing. So um, remember the time in college where there was someone knocking on the door to the cafeteria and were you there i can't remember i, if you I were feel there like i remember this. i was sitting at the the table right you, like, next to the door the eye and, and like, i no i looked right at him and i got up to go get the door oh and yeah, I, yeah my oh, backpack I was, was sitting right next to my chair <laughs> and i like had food in my hand and i Which, got up to get the door and i tripped over my backpack but i was holding my food and i didn't want to drop it so instead it. of trying to catch myself i just face planted <laughs> yeah. like right onto the floor and then floor. I had to get up and let the person in and they're like are you okay <laughs> i face planted the other day walking up the stairs to church Same. Uh, i was preaching that morning wow. and <laughs> i had like my laptop in one hand and coffee in another hand in like a closed cup not mm-hmm. like an open one and like my foot clipped the top step and then I just went. I just started falling. It was one of those. Where I was like, I can't. Like, I have you nothing to catch, catch myself. My biggest fear is falling up the stairs when I go to the pulpit. Yeah, <laughs> always like one step at a time, Christian. So yeah. you you said my what you all thought my superhero He's powers so desperately would be. wanted. Oh my gosh! I, see, listen, no, what you don't realize it's I like I I spent. I'm not I spent, spoil. I'll give you your opportunity. <laughs> I spent like like four months like coming up with the backstory for this character his name's element that's what he's saying oh um and so like like i made like i was training for a triathlon Mm. and like i would spend like anywhere between an hour to two hours like a day training one summer after work and while i was training in order to like make it go by i would like continue writing the story of this superhero character mm. that I made for myself named Element. And so I have this elaborate backstory, but essentially, eventually he comes to the point where he has powers similar to the Avatar where he can control elements. Mm. Um, but it's not necessarily like, 
like where he's moving rocks and stuff, yeah. but that mainly just like lightning and um, I think he should air write, and I fire. Think he should write it out. Um, I'll tell you what, we should do a special it's, it's, podcast. It started series. where he began. The guy began as a Navy SEAL, and then um, I think we should do a special well, podcast he, series that, that he, no one listens to. He got Garrett, he got killed, um, but he react. didn't die, and everyone thought he was dead, and so. He was underground training that entire time, and, mm. and then I actually gotcha. end up merging so that story or? into. <laughs> I end up merging that story into a Star Wars story as well. An element becomes that. a lost Jedi. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I think you should use it into a sermon <laughs> illustration. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, no, I, I think I you should think do a should, sermon series called Element. <laughs> I think we should do our own special podcast. <laughs> called, uh, you know, Element. I agree. Uh, this podcast created by the creators of the Hunt Podcast, um, <laughs> where Garrett just just dis- describes it, and me and you just react. Maybe he just tells the story, That's and then we ask questions about the story. Yeah, and so we, you be the storyteller, <laughs> and we'll be the audience. And we'll be the audience. Yeah. And then we'll ask questions like, why did he do yeah. that? Why did he choose to jump off the cliff instead of just walking down the hill? Yeah, That'd be Never good. jumped off the cliff. I think oh. you should write Sorry, it out. I haven't read the story much. I'm still at the beginning. He, has, the, his, the he has this... Um, extraterrestrial metal rod that he can control and turn into any object that he wants. That's dope. That's he turned cool. into a hot dog? <laughs> no. Hot dogs. no. <laughs> hey, nice if he turned it into a hot dog and ate it, would it then disappear? Mm, for just a while. All right, I so even, uh, one day during class in college, I actually designed his super suit. To, yeah, like of course a, you oh, should bring that. <laughs> <laughs> bring your design. We should make it and wear it. I, I, I our, to, that'll be our podcast uh, costume. I used to create my own aliens in class. Yeah. And they had superpowers, so. I, I took naps. So. Um, <laughs> Remember when you snored during class? Oh, yeah. And we had that professor as our spiritual formation. Uh, oh. uh, shout out to Jody if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I doubt he listens to this <laughs> podcast. Um, all right, so parables. Um, what are parables? Anybody know? I've never I don't heard know. <laughs> parables are short stories. It's like a mascot. A- the Rose County Parables. Yes, God, that's actually a good name for him. be like um, the Johnson Bible College preachers. The preachers. <laughs> that used to be what our mascot was. We were that's we were the preachers. Interesting. Yeah. And before that, losing, we were the evangelists. Imagine, imagine losing to the preachers. You know. <laughs> All right, anyway, what's, what's a parable, Garrett? Tell us. Um, a parable is a short, idiomatic story. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Idiomatic, idiomatic. You have to call us big names. word alert, alert, alert. Oh, um, idiomatic. Oh, sorry. Um, Go ahead. Um, it's it's a short. He didn't like that joke, by the way, for <laughs> listeners. He didn't. You didn't see his face, but he was like real stoic about that. One. It's it's a short story that is um, appropriate and fits into the context of the people that are listening and has a lesson at the end of it. It's different than a fable or. A, a myth, a myth, or a legend, or a fable doesn't have any sort of lesson. It just is. Th- those are short stories that have a hero. Um, a parable is a short story. Not even sometimes a story. Sometimes it's an analogy um, that has a meaning behind it. Yep. Um, I like to think of it. A parable is an earthly story that has kingdom meaning. Hmm. Uh, and a lot of the parables talk about the, the hmm. kingdom of God, or but not uh, not every parable is from the Bible. There's there's a lot of parables, um, like especially from Greek times. Oh that, yeah, yes, for that sure. aren't um, biblical in nature. Um, yeah, I thought we were just talking about Bible parables. My bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Within yeah. Jesus, every parable yeah. has kingdom kingdom implications. Jesus but. or the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Jesus the Father or the king or kingdom of heaven. Yeah. yeah. But the parable we're looking at today, I think it's one of my favorites. It's a good one. I think it is my favorite. Oh, and I have to list them. I all don't out. have a favorite. All of Jesus. I'm pretty sure. My yeah, that, Jesus did a great job with all his parables, but well, this one, the Word is my favorite um, because Jesus is the what's Word. What's saying? So. All of the words. <laughs> uh, this no. one is the capital W and the lower lowercase Ws of the Good Samaritan. <laughs> Cap G. Uh, Cap G. The Good Samaritan. Uh, maybe we hear that word a lot. I actually, there's a news article. I think it was two days ago on CNN that. Um, they actually called somebody a good Samaritan. And what had happened was uh, there was a car wreck on a bridge, and mm. apparently a, the, an infant child was ejected oh, into that. the water, yeah. and this guy jumped off the bridge and saved the Whoa. baby. Like, I don't know how high the bridge was, and I, 
I, it was 200 foot. Had to. Have I mean, it, it was crazy. I like, just wanted to make it as crazy as yeah. possible. It could have been awesome. <laughs> and it could have been a small bridge, and he might not have jumped off the top of the bridge. No, I it don't was know. 150 but, foot. <laughs> I mean, there's no question. He anyway, should have died, but yeah. instead he saved a baby. And they called him the Good Samaritan wow. jumping over. And uh, That's crazy. I didn't that actually read the story, but the headline would really caught my attention. You would have had to tell me about it because I don't know how to read. But <laughs> I haven't. it's been a few weeks since I've done that one. <laughs> We've been waiting so, for it. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> But That's yeah, crazy. Good Samaritan. That's good stuff. Yeah, because you hear that name a lot. I mean, we have mm. um, Good Samaritan Ministries, and you know, anytime somebody does something good, like oh, that was that was a Good Samaritan. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, but the Good Samaritan, we're looking in Luke chapter ten today, and like we said, we're gonna read through it. Um, we'll probably do verse by verse, and uh, we're just gonna stop um, and, and talk about what we hear. So. Here, guys, you mind if I start it off? Yeah, make sure you start at the beginning, verse 25, because that's kind of, you got to set the stage for why he's telling the oh, parable. Oh, yeah, for nice. sure. Yeah. Um, verse 25, Luke chapter 10, it says, And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test. Now, him, Woo. who's him? Who's he putting to the test? The Lord. The Lord, Jesus. He's putting Jesus to the test. Now, Jesus is not somebody I'd want to test. I'm telling you. But this lawyer... This well, dude, this dude, don't know nothing about the time he spent in the desert exactly. fasting. He, he don't know Jesus is the ultimate test. <laughs> uh, he says, "Teacher, uh, he does call him a teacher. That's respectable. Uh, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal mm. life? Let's mm. stop there. What shall I do to inherit eternal?" Life. So there's a there's a question on his mind that he really wants uh, to test Jesus to what people were saying was the Son of God and this lawyer not really believing he's the Son of God probably mm. trying to maybe trick him trying to get him caught up in his own words uh, and he's asking a very important question Hey look how do I get eternal life in verse 26 the lawyer says or excuse me Jesus says to him what is written in the law, and how do you read it? Verse 27, the lawyer, the, the lawyer answered. He said, all right, well, the law says you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. Let's stop and talk about verses 25 through 28. Do you know what verse 27 is? Verse 27, uh, from the Old Testament. Uh, Do you know what specifically it's referencing or what it verbatim is? The song? Love the Lord your God. Your <laughs> yeah, Lord. yeah. Is Jesus, that, the lawyer already knew that would be written. Is that like a special word for and it? And with mm-hmm. all your strength. It's the Shema. The Shema. Ooh, oh, yeah. Shema. Yeah. Shema. You got you to get it's, the phlegm in there. What? No, you don't do that. Sorry, no. that's, a, that's a, the Shema I'm thinking about. That's my bad. Go ahead. Shema. Uh, Hallelujah. It's not a, you're making a guttural sound. Now, is Do y'all Shema, remember that song? Is it just me? Yeah, yeah. I remember. Shabbat. Hallelujah. Oh no. Barat, oh. Shout out to Aaron Pelsu. They did that at Summer <laughs> in the Sun every year. Big um, fan of that one. Shema is it's the it's like the summation of the law um, from Deuteronomy six um, mm, four through five. nine. Um, six, four through nine, and it's it. The word Shema is it's just the Hebrew word for listen or hear. Um, so the very first, if you look at Deuteronomy six, I'll, I'll go ahead and turn to it. The very first word in Deuteronomy six, here. four through nine, here. Um, so whenever they, whenever Hebrew people, Israelite people would recite the. They would say, hey, recite the Shema, recite the listen command, is what they're saying. Um, listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on your doorposts of your house and on your city gates. Um, hmm. That the Shema was supposed to summarize the entire law, where Moses is saying, "Listen, if you love God with all of your heart, if you love God with all of your emotion, if you love God with all of your soul, with with your entire spiritual being, if you love God with all of your strength, with all your physical power, then keeping the law 
is going to be secondhand nature. It's just going to be what you do. Mm-hmm. The, the law is summarized in loving God and acting on that love. Um, and then the continuation of that is you remember to do that. You bind that to yourself. Mm-hmm. You put it on where you sleep. You put it on where you live. You put it outside of your city gates so that when people come in, they know that you're governed by the law of God, that you're governed to love God. Um, and so that dictates everything. And so when the lawyer is saying, is responding, um, what to, when, when Jesus turns the lawyer's question around and... You know, the lawyer saying, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And and Jesus looks at the guy and says, well, you're the lawyer, tell me. He just basically says, well, I guess I love God and keep the law, is basically what he's saying. I need to love God and love others, is what it amounts to, which is what the law is. You love God, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, strength. And then love others as well. And that's mm-hmm. the summation of the entire law. And so basically the lawyer <laughs> says in order to keep it, to maintain eternal life, i got to maintain God's commands. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it comes down to in his eyes. And Jesus didn't refute that. He said, you answer correctly, do this and you will live. Yeah. And uh, Jesus says, all right, you're right. Uh, but then the lawyer didn't have enough. Like it, Like it's like, all right, that, that answer wasn't good enough for the lawyer. Uh, and remember, he was trying to test him. And in verse 29, it says, but he desiring to justify himself, he said to Jesus, now, now this is probably like a, a, a more smart aleck comment. Like he, he's trying to test Jesus. Jesus, he, Jesus asked him a question. He answered it. Jesus said, okay, you're right. Like do those things and you will live. Uh, but now the lawyer, he's getting a little. You got to uh, throw a pray tell in there when you when you ask the question. What's a pray tell? No, never and heard that. Who before. pray tell is my neighbor? Yeah. That's how he would say it. Like, yeah. What is that, that pray tell? I've never heard that. I've heard it's just, it. But it's I, just like an expression. Like I, I like can a, tell you, I can't define it. Yeah, I know <laughs> it. It's, it's one of those you know it when you when you see it. Right. Yeah, I've never it. heard that word. Like, oh, that fits. But I'm like, I don't know where it fits. Like it's what it's what's kind of like a. A snooty person would okay, say, yeah. you know, it's like, and who, pray tell, or is my neighbor? Oh, who I've never heard we that need, We need to get on the video game, because Garrett has a lot of good... Uh, Mannerism. Yeah. Man, like, we need the video game. Like his face, his... <laughs> you, you know what Garrett's thinking about his face. It's true. And so uh, that's, <laughs> and that's why I really enjoy having conversations with him, because I know exactly <laughs> what he's thinking by just his facial expressions. Um, for instance, pray tell. That yeah. was one that, you know... I felt like I saw him laughing when you were like telling this, and I knew he was thinking of something right <laughs> that would be added to this, you know. And so the people at home don't get to see that. Yeah, so. and so it's like a snooty cop. I mean, it is very smart. I like, like, all right, Jesus, like, you so smart. Who's my neighbor then? Yeah. Like, that seems like a difficult question. Like, he's probably thinking, is it my you, actual? You gave neighbor? it more is of it? like a modern twist. To yeah, yeah. yeah a okay, who's my neighbor? <laughs> hey, bro, like. Hey, hey what real. Who's my neighbor? <laughs> like, is no the cap. person to the left? No cap. No, no capping, Jesus. Yeah. No it's, capping, Jesus. I think your neighbor is um, beside you and diagonal and in front of. Exactly. The rest are like just like other people. I think yeah. that's what he's going for. I, you know, I think he's so. like those, what is that word I'm thinking of? Uh, adjacent. Those yeah. directly adjacent, diagonal, and across from you. That, those are your neighbors. But is the one behind you a neighbor? Mm. You never that know. connects to your backyard. A neighbor who Garrett's would be the interstate or the parkway, so <laughs> that wouldn't be a great neighbor. A neighbor is who brings the pie over. Oh, true. Mine's That's an empty <laughs> lot. So <laughs> I ever tell you what when we Isabella and I bought our house about what she did for the neighbors? Oh gosh, she built built. She made a pie. Like she yeah, built you, a pie. Built yeah. a pie. <laughs> bricks. Have you all ever a cake or something? Have you, you ever had those? No? Those okay. um. I don't know what it's that Brazilian dish where she puts the chocolate and and the strawberries over that cream no. stuff. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Sounds she, good. Man. Sounds like so, I know what I'm having for dessert tonight. <laughs> it was a, it was the first month that we moved in, and she made one for us as like kind of like an awesome treat. Like, hey, we're adulting. We bought a house, and then she's like, I'm going to make one for the neighbors. When we can take over to them. We ate the one that she made for us, and like, I'm not kidding, like 30 minutes. And it's like wow. it's like a big pie dish. And then the next day, I wanted more. And so I said, are you going to take this over to him? She said, yeah. I said, can we just eat it instead? <laughs> and so yeah. we, it's been three years now but since we've lived there, and we still haven't taken them a pie in oh, replacement sure. of the one them I ate. Yeah. Okay, at least yeah, we've met them. That's good. But, good. but we never did take them that pie. <laughs> yeah, you do owe them a pie, I will say. Or at least a Subway sandwich. <laughs> 
So we're um, you want to keep reading there? Yeah, we'll keep on reading. No, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a good spot <laughs> That's to wrap great. up. Hey, we'll stop there. See y'all next week. <laughs> um, hey, thanks who's... for listening to the Hunt Podcast. Right, yeah. <laughs> so after the smart aleck comment, like, all right, Jesus, who's my yeah, neighbor? Garrett, smart aleck comment. Um, <laughs> hey, when I read, you guys just stop me whenever if you all want right. to and comment stop. on a point. All right, <laughs> all right. So what about if we throw some amens in there? Yeah, throw some amens. <laughs> what about a prayer? Um, I'm not used to that, <laughs> but uh, I would like it. No, uh, <laughs> verse thirty. Um, You're so Baptist. Jesus, I thought they do that. We say, whoa, whoa, that's <laughs> denominational slander. It's here. very easy. You don't get a lot of them, but when you get an amen, you know it's you know a vigorous, it's meaningful. <laughs> amen. You get amens at the red letters, right? When uh, you get to the yep, red letters, that's it. That's when you get. <laughs> We're about to be given a lot of amens. <laughs> that's right. So true. Basically, he asks this question, and then Jesus goes into this parable. Uh, he goes into this story uh, to kind of explain to this guy. Uh, well, you'll see in verse thirty. Jesus says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Verse 31. Now my chance, now by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So so let's just kind of let's talk about what just happened in this parable. Like this is not um this is not really what you would think normal. Well, uh, this it's is not, not to us. It's not what you expect. It would have been normal to them. But it would have been normal yes. to them. Yeah. So because when we're reading it, though, you're kind of thinking like, okay, um, a man was going down to Jerusalem to Jericho, and these robbers jumped him. They stripped him. They beat him up, and now he's lying there half dead. And then you would think the priest, just just by modern standard, we would think the priest would just yeah. be there to help them, right? Yeah. But I, I mean, first of all. Like the road from Jerusalem to Jericho, it was a mountainous road mm-hmm. where people would stand over the road that was looking down. And so it was really rocky terrain. It was really mountainous terrain. And there was all sorts of rocks and clefts within the rocks to hide in. And so people got robbed all the time going on that road. Yeah. And so when Jesus opens up with that, he says, there's a guy going from Jerusalem to Jericho. Everyone listening goes, oh boy. Yeah, like, that's not a good road. about to happen. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. that's like They're hitting their the buddies stage. like, you know, he's about to get yeah. robbed. Yeah, yeah. 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 and so that It's like that one street in the, in the community, everybody's like, all right, stay away <laughs> yeah. from that street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you go get hit with a brick mm-hmm. on the head. So <laughs> everyone knew what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Micah Street. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, down there on Lawless Lane, so I'm going to tell you what. Well, everyone. So everyone would have known as soon as he opened up with the location of the Samaritan or of the the traveler, what was about to happen. And then when he says, and a priest happened to be going down the same road and saw him and passed by on the other side, every Jewish listener, especially this guy that knows the law, would know. Well, you know, if the guy's half dead, a priest, you know, he's not going to risk ritually. Um, cleanliness Um, because especially people would have been able to visualize this road and when you're walking down this road and you see a body from afar you're not going to make the thought oh maybe he's alive you're going to see oh someone just got beat up and killed again and if you're a priest I'm not going to risk coming close to a dead body and making myself impure Um, so, so to someone that was listening it would have been kind of second. They they would have just like assumed, oh, okay, yeah, that's not that weird to us. Gosh, that's weird. You know, why wouldn't you go? Yeah, call yeah. the police, take him to a hospital. Ooh, you know, ooh, you know, do something for him. Don't just pass Please by. Ask him if he's okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> like, just bro, pass can by. Get you some water. But to any Jewish thinking person, they would have just thought, uh, oh, that's normal. I, I got a question. Normal-ish, I guess. Normally, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a dead dude, huh? Yeah. It's just <laughs> part of, you know, it's Tuesday. So, um, it, I may be reading too much into it, but it's a, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. I'm looking at the map, and Jer- Jericho is like a little north and east of Jerusalem. It's so topologically. Is it topologically? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, is Jerusalem above Jericho? Mm-hmm. Jerusalem yeah. Maybe is I should have known point. that, but I don't um, know. I Mount Moriah. So we got to Jerusalem. Huh? We need to go to Jerusalem. Exactly. I've never been. We need so. to learn. Um, Mount Moriah. The Bible where, probably tells me something about that. Where but Abraham almost sacrificed Isaac it. is where Jerusalem's located. Oh, okay. um, that mountain range. Whoa. All right. Well, that was basically my question. 
The the route from Jerusalem to Jericho, um, Garrett, correct me if I'm wrong, that was the start of the route to go around Samaria if they were going mm-hmm. to Galilee. So if they're going to the northern, that would have been the start of the route to go to near maybe Jesus' home in Nazareth, uh, to go places like that. They would go around the Jordan River, avoiding Samaria, and then when they got up to the top of the Jordan River, like the Sea of Galilee, they would cut back across And why the is river. that? Why would they skip they, Samaria? To avoid Samaria. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why? Because yeah. the Jews hated yeah, they, it. They had some major beef, and Garrett can probably give you a little more background, but I know like in 128 B.C. or something like that, the uh, you know, the Israelites burned down the Samaritan temple. Yeah, well, the, um, the main reason is because Samaritans were viewed as half bloods. Yeah, know? think think right. of it like from Harry Didn't Potter they point of view. Breed with pagans or what was it? Yeah, or so they lived with. I really want to do my Harry Potter illustration because well, first before you start, I'm a Baptist. We don't watch Harry Potter. Oh, okay. But uh, y- y'all, let me know. I've never watched it. Y'all tell me. Hey, Christian, uh, you can take a step out of the room. Yeah, can I, the room? I don't want to be scared. I want to be able to sleep tonight. I won't do my Harry Potter. <laughs> the point I was, I was going to. There's, there's in the Harry Potter world, there are um, yeah. wizards that connection. aren't viewed as actual wizards because they're. They're called um, mudbloods. Mud, mudbloods. They're they have no magical. Their like blood none of their has been muddied because yeah. it's not pure. Yeah, um, and that's what Samaritans. No, they like. are. That's, they have magic when, powers, but they're they don't come from a magical ancestry. It's when one parent was. It's I think a typical one mm-hmm. in the stories. One parent was a wizard. The other was a muggle, which is non-wizard. Yeah, or witch, I guess. Yeah. So and so um, they would they called them mudbloods, and it was in the show. It's a extremely mean term. Yeah, degrading term. But that's how. Almost every Israelite viewed every Samaritan because during the Assyrian exile, everyone in the northern kingdom, the so it, um, the Israelite nation was split between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Mm. The southern kingdom was Judah and Benjamin. The northern kingdom was all the ten other tribes, and dur- and and the northern kingdom of Israel was conquered by the Assyrian Empire. And when they were conquered, they just basically merged with. The pagans. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, they intermingled right away. Um, and when Judah was conquered by Babylon, they still maintained some sort of Israelite identity. They were they still knew their descendancy and stuff like that. But um, the Israelites in the northern kingdom lost it all. And so they knew they were of Israelite origin somewhat, but when it came time to return to their land, when they were freed from exile... Um, they were viewed as corrupt. They brought paganism back with them to Israel. And so those who were pure Israelites, who had come back with Ezra and Nehemiah to reestablish Jerusalem and the temple, they were um, they viewed those who didn't stay true as lesser than. And that tied all the way into now when Jesus comes... Um, there's some major beef. Yeah, 400, beef 500 homes. years after the return. So. Yeah. So There's you can read on now. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on, good fella. So the priest passed by, and then in verse 32, we see just like the priest, a Levite passes by. Uh, and then in verse 33, it says, but a Samaritan. As he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw the guy that was half dead laying there, um, it says that when he saw him, he had compassion. And he went, let's stop there, actually. Uh, he, he comes in and he, and he has compassion. What version are you reading from? ESV. I like that better. Mine says took pity on him, but I like the compassion better. Yeah, uh, what, you just took pity? Mine says took he pity. took pity on him, which, the, I mean, it's... Did you the British version? He took pity yeah, on took, him. Took pity on him. He took pity, pity on the on poor lad. He took a what on him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, he he showed compassion. Now, I think that what, gives us all now saying something on the podcast that we shouldn't have said. So here we go. Now, now, to like the modern day reader, we're, we're reading this like maybe you, you hear the priest, you hear the Levite. Like, okay, I've heard those in church before. I, I knew they were part of the worship ceremonies in the temple. The Levite like, was well, like a priest. Uh, in they were like a priestly tribe. He, he, yeah, they they weren't one of the twelve. It was the third son, but they weren't one of the twelve. They became like the priestly tribe. So they would have been. Similar to a priest. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they were all all pre all priests are <laughs> Levites, from the Levite but tribe. not all Levites are right. priests. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But that tribe was yeah, which wasn't really yeah. a tribe, but it was. 
They were they were they served. <laughs> they weren't in the sanctioned. They served in the well, They were they were tribe, but they didn't get a tribal allotment of land That's what I mean. because yeah. they all the other tribes provided for them. Right. That's where the tenth of offering went to. Yeah. Mm. So we. And then we hear like the Samaritans. Were they all named Levi? No. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, so we hear the Samaritan. Now, for us, you know, now with the background of, all right, this is a, a Jewish audience listening to this, and they hear the word Samaritan, they're and starting every, to cringe. Everyone goes, boo. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Jesus says, and then the Samaritan, everybody starts throwing stuff. Like, it's like oh. Clippers and Lakers. You know, if yeah. you're a Clippers fan, and they're like, oh, and then the Lakers are boo. <laughs> right. like immediately, Red Sox can boo. And then all of a sudden, he says he has compassion. Mm. No, like, hold up. I bet it gets, I, when he says this, I bet it gets silent. Mm. I bet you're right. And I bet people start raising eyebrows. I bet religious leaders, I bet the lawyer was like. They're all oh, hitting each other. Like, he's going to say it. He's yeah. going to say it. He, don't, yeah. don't you? He had compassion. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're thinking like, okay, what is this? I, I'm sure the lawyer's like, all right, what is this dude about to say? Because he knows we hate Samaritans. We, we, we believe them as half-breeds. Like, like, what is Jesus about to say? about a compassionate mm. Samaritan. Like, is he going to be the hero of the story? Because yeah. uh, in Jewish culture, he would have never been a hero. Uh, they might have had him as the guy getting beat up in their story, but in Jesus' story, he, he now makes the Samaritan as the hero. When what? When the priest and the Levite passed by, those who participated and those who, uh, the priest, of course, they, they led the sacrifices and the, and the Levites were their assistants and, and mm. helped them. Like, you would think they would be the ones to help. So I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, you would think from our context that they would be the the ones to help. Um, but from their context, like, it makes also makes sense for them. Well, they don't want to make themselves richly impure. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's probably some sitting there going, yeah, of course he passed by on the other side. You know, like, And then there's be... others that, oh, man, he should have helped. But that's where Jesus often... Turns the table. It's where he he didn't come to abolish the law, but he came to fulfill the law, and he mm-hmm. you know heals on the Sabbath, and like whoa 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 whoa, we don't do that on the Sabbath, yeah. and he's like you know what's better for, and then he goes into his proving everyone wrong, but that's where he starts to f- to flip these societal norms in that show, um, the chosen. There's like a cool statement that was said, and where they're going to meet this woman at the well in Samaria, and and. I think it was Peter. That's like maybe it was Andrew. It's like we we don't go that way. Yeah. And he's like, well, things are about to change. Yeah. And right. Jesus is like, quote. things are different now. Like things are going to be different. And so he and that's exactly what I don't know that we get those exact words that Jesus says in Scripture. He you know he says things like fulfill and yeah. know, and it's not in English. But anyway, um, <laughs> that we see all of Jesus' ministry constantly is f- turning things on their head, and you see yeah. the disciples trying to like I just imagine them like holding on to the coattails because like it's all new to them too yeah and so it's all different it's all changed and so i you know you can imagine the crowd in this moment when and this is again he's doing it again samaritans they are viewed evil half-breed wrong gross unclean we don't want to get near them and then jesus is now saying the samaritan's doing good here and this is we should be like the samaritan as he gets going and they're like ah like this is flipping everything on its head um, and so you see Jesus do this throughout his ministry, and that's you know why he came is to flip everything mm-hmm. upside down and and to say it's no longer now just for salvation is no longer now just for the Jews, just for my chosen people, but now it's for everyone through my sacrifice. Uh, and he starts, you know, all of that is pointing to that. But this is what he's doing with the Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's interesting about this too is that road <laughs> Jerusalem to Jericho, like I was saying, this the route they would would take to go to the northern kingdom around Samaria would add two to three days of travel. And mm-hmm. this is two to three days of travel that also it's it was a harder trail. Mm-hmm. And it was, if you look on a map, like go look up map from Jerusalem to Galilee. Like go look up on a map or to Nazareth, whatever. And if you see the route, how much longer foot traffic it is. Yeah. It was it was hillier. I don't know if that's a word. But topologically, like Gary said earlier, it's more difficult. It's more terrainous. I'm making up words. I don't know. <laughs> terrainous. I don't know if that's a word. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jupiter and Saturn too. Um <laughs> But the train was more difficult to travel that. It was not point A to point B. It was point A to point B to C to D to E. You know, it was a, it was a long route. And part of those roads were more dangerous mm-hmm. um, because of robbers and things like that than the road to Samaria. But it was worth it to them because they didn't have to go through Samaria and didn't have to encounter Samaritans. So this is a really culturally challenging 
story. It is. And if we just read it face value, what we know, and we don't look into history, you're not going to get much of that, and the story doesn't mean as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is bigger than, like, Russell County rivalry with, like, Casey County or Dare County. Like, it's it's worse oh, yeah, than that. Oh, yeah, way bigger. I mean, it, it's... Um, it would be a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. If, it's yeah. Almost hatred. If you met a I mean, it's hatred. On the road. It's yeah. legitimate hatred. Hatfields and McCoys. I mean, it's there you go. That's a good. <laughs> one. That's actually that's, that's probably actually, pretty good. That's, that's a pretty good yeah. one. Yeah. Pretty apt. So. To, uh, all right, let's example. let's let's read through the end, and it's all kind of one big point. But so um, thirty four, he the good Samaritan binds up his wounds, and uh, then he sets him on his own animal, and he brought him to an inn, and he took care of him. And then the next day, he took out two denarii, and he gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three, Jesus asked, do you think proved to be the neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And then the lawyer answered, He says, The one who showed mercy. And Jesus says, Now you go yeah. and do likewise. I like, I like to thank the, uh, the <laughs> lawyer here is Doing it through gritted teeth. Yeah. The one who has Because usually lawyers like him. to play with words and like yeah. to twist, you know. I like to think he is, uh, <laughs> this isn't a pray tell moment. This is a gritted teeth moment. Yeah. You know? The one who had mercy. And he, like, he doesn't want to respond. Like he's kind of giving Jesus yeah. that evil eye and Jesus is kind of like. Or almost like he's aggravated. Hey, you asked the question, bro. Yeah. Like <laughs> He's aggravated like, all right, it's obvious the one. Yeah, we get it. Showed mercy. Yeah. But I want to look at like, so what was the question he asked at the beginning? What must I do to inherit eternal life? Right, and then, then and then he asked, he answers that, and then the next one he says, "What? Who's my neighbor?" Oh yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, who's my well, neighbor? You did say in the beginning. Yeah, so, was... Sorry, the, the second <laughs> beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so he he asks, "Who's my neighbor?" And I love like Jesus. He he doesn't dodge the question, but he changes the answer that you're expecting. So the man's wanting this answer of all right, like basically he's asking the question, Jesus, who do I have to love? He's basically yeah. just asking, do I just I just have to love the Jewish people, right? Israelites. Exactly. I just have to love the people that I'm around, my culture. Literally, probably in his eyes, his true like neighbors as far as like boundaries go. Yeah. Uh, like th- that's who I have to love. And really, he's asking his the people question, group, the other uh, lawyers. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think you know when you think about it, he's even asking the question, Jesus, who don't I have to love? Mm. Uh, and he's trying to make off like because you know they're all about, especially the lawyer, they're thinking about the law all the time and what can they check off. What can, mm. what can they check off? All right, I've done this, I've done this. And if he doesn't have to worry about people not to love, then he, he doesn't have to waste his time. He can go back to checking off his list. But Jesus, he, he changes it, and he tells them uh, not who he needs to love, but instead he tells them the kind of person that he needs to be. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think it's awesome. Well, it. it I, I also think, you know, this— this question and who is my neighbor that was something that was kind of already debated on like in this time a lawyer would have questioned is the law strictly for how we interact with other jewish people or is it how we also interact with the world a a more conservative jewish person would say it's how we interact with other jewish persons a more all-encompassing would say that's how we interact with the world um so for a traditional Jewish person, they would say the law is built for Jews. It's revealed to Jews. Jews are um, the light to the world. Everyone else, you know, who cares? Scum of the um, yeah. And so this question is kind of a way for Jesus. He's like, okay, now who's my neighbor? Go ahead and affirm that this, what you're saying about eternal life is only for those who are Jews. Like, who is my neighbor? Jewish people are my neighbors. So who can have eternal life? Only the Jewish people can have eternal life. That it's like the lawyers trying to to goat Jesus into saying that. Yeah. To to to, to emphasizing Jewish heritage mm. instead of you know going on. And and again, like you said, Jesus completely switches this around. And um, you know, the whole idea of a good Samaritan would have been a complete oxymoron. I mean, it would have. Yeah, and, and you see, like when you read the text, <laughs> yeah. never. Um, I just it's funny that yeah. absolutely the good Samaritan. You can't have the good yeah. and a Samaritan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you never actually see in the text that Jesus is saying it never says good Samaritan. Mm. You know, it says a Samaritan that had compassion, but it, it never actually uses that. Uh, it never uses that qualifier that this is a good Samaritan. Yeah. But Jesus, you know, over time as we've translated this, we just call this the good Samaritan because. 
the Samaritan's actions indicate goodness far more than the Levite or priest's actions indicate goodness. And the qualities of the Samaritan are the qualities that a Christian are supposed to have. And so we should see the Samaritan as good in comparison to the religious people, which were at the time seen as good. Um, so to the listeners, and, and I think the title Good Samaritan, it's supposed to slap you in the face. Like they they title we we title this the parable of the good Samaritan and we kind of just brush over that title because we just know in our eyes the Samaritan's the good guy but to anyone else like to a contextual reader they would have okay I'm going to tell you the parable of the good Samaritan and they'd do a double take what it's like oh is this a comedy what are you, yeah. what are you talking about good Samaritan yeah. and it's a, it would be a slap in the face to Judaism and Jesus is saying listen I'm coming to bring a new way and in the new way people are going to know you by your love for others, Mm -hmm. not by your love for other Jewish people, not by how well you um, perform your religion, but by how well you maintain this relationship with me that's based on how you love God and how you love everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, as we kind of read this passage and we've, we've walked through it verse by verse, uh, when we read scripture, I think we, we need to read it with the lens of what does this reveal to us about God? Uh, and then what what is, well, specifically in this passage, Jesus, or what is God instructing us? What what are we learning too? What are the original audience? What are they learning? And then what do we learn from it? What do we take home and what do we do with it? Um, and to me, the, the phrase that I, I really like, and it, it, it really rings throughout this passage, but loving the unlovables, um, the Samaritans would have been unlovable in fact hateable um and and jesus is saying go and do likewise and he tells that lawyer you know uh who's the neighbor well the one who had mercy on him um and he um tells him to go and do likewise and i think this this challenge is specifically scripturally targeted at the lawyer who's asking but i think we can ascertain that we get the same challenge go and do likewise because we're also given the task in scripture to be like christ uh, and so the way what Jesus says here is go and do likewise. We need to do the same. We need to love the unlovables, and that's the hardest group to love is, is. the group that we're, whether it's culturally, whether it's ideology, ideology, however it is that we don't agree with them or that they're different than us, those are the groups that we are called to love. Uh, and Jesus, I think, specifically tells this person and us to do this because that group is unnatural for us to love. Right. And that group is different for everyone. Yeah. Um, maybe it's not geographical, but maybe yeah. it's political. Yeah. Maybe it's a group that we disagree with politically or that we think um, their ideologies are different than ours. That's who we're called to love yeah. and to love well and not fake it. Yeah. And you um, say a good point about becoming like Christ because because here's the goal we should come away with the story is realizing the good Samaritan is Jesus. Mm. Um, the yeah. good Samaritan is Jesus and we're the guy that got jumped. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we have to realize that, like, you can put <clears throat> yourself in the shoes of the priest and, like, people, but but when it comes down to it, the Good Samaritan is Christ. And we see that in three ways. Now, first, the Good Samaritan had compassion. Mm. Jesus had compassion on us. Second, we see that um, the Good Samaritan, he, he, he saved. That guy was literally half dead. If no one would have come, he would have just died. And what the Good Samaritan came and he saved him from death. Jesus does the same for us. And then third uh, is that when he goes to the innkeeper, he gives him a denarii and he says, hey, if there's any more debt that needs to be paid, guess what? I'll come back and I'll pay it. And Jesus Christ, he did the same thing for us. He 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 had compassion. He saved us from death and he paid our debt. Just like the, the moments that we see uh, in, in the Good Samaritan story. And sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we, we, um, we do a great thing of trying to follow the example of the Good Samaritan, but we forget who it's truly about uh, and the true example we are to follow, uh, and that is the example of Christ and what he's done for us. Mm. And to keep going with that, because uh, I like that. Keep going. I like the, uh, but a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. I might be reading into it, but like I like to think of it. Jesus became like man. Right, became where the man was. Mm-hmm. He took on the form and, and you know, thinking about connecting it. He is not he's fully human and fully divine. But God became man yeah. and went to where man was, earth, walked as a man, lived as a man, and had compassion on him. Uh, and so to me, even more so than that, it says that Samaritan as he traveled came where the man was and when they saw him he took and when he saw him he took pity on him and then, like you said, went through all that and 
to me, that connects more as Jesus is the Samaritan, um, came to where man was, came to earth as a man, uh, and made that, he, he came to where we are, um, and lived the same life we live to give us that example. Uh, and he's using that same thing as the Samaritan. He, you know, he was passing by the man and put himself in the same shoes of the man, had to do the same thing, had to bring him to the, the inn, yeah. had to bandage him, had to put oil and wine, you know. Now, I wonder if this, if culture, culturally, <clears throat> because of where it was geographically, like on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho, would a Samaritan ever be on that road? Well, Jericho is in Samaria, wasn't it, Garrett? Was it in the... No, it was on the, the outskirts of Samaria. <clears throat> Yeah, so okay. so because they would take that road to go around Samaria, would yeah. a Samaritan ever be on that road, or did the good Samaritan? That's kind of what I was wondering too. Why yeah. would the Samaritan um, there? Well, so and it says the in the text it says how's how does it say in my translation? Mine says as he traveled was on his journey. Um, so <clears throat> that word um, for journey, um, odion, um, is a or hodion. It's a participle. So it, it's meant to say as he is journeying, while he is journey, he was journeying. So it's basically just saying he was going on a trip. That um, wasn't that he was specifically had conducting business or he yeah. wasn't doing anything specific. It's just Jesus is saying, just a Samaritan happened to be traveling yeah. um, is all it was. And so, you know, in the same way that the Levite and priests were traveling to their location, the Samaritan likely was traveling the opposite direction um, and was probably going south from Samaria and was just journeying for the heck of it and um, saw this guy and went out of his way to help him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really a, a big piece of it, too. I think that's a big piece of it, too, is he wasn't helping in a, well, it's on my way to the end. I'll just drop him off while I go. It's, this is a totally sacrificial um, it totally changed his journey, yeah. like like Gary saying, for at least for the time that he was doing it, yeah. uh, and that's your connection, and that's why I totally agree with you. The connection to Christ is it was a it's a sacrificial love, and that's what Jesus is saying. Go and do likewise. Don't just love when it's convenient. He's not saying, well, the Samaritan he was on his way to the end and and had made two extra denarii because he was doing something like. This is a sacrificial love. He was it, doing this not because it was easy, but it, because it, it was difficult. It fits with the Great Commission, too. Um, the Great Commission, you know, go and make disciples, that's not actually a command. Um, it's a participle as well. Yeah. Um, the word for go there is is a is the participle that means as you are going. It's not it's not an imperative. An imperative would be go exclamation point, make disciples. But in the Greek, what it's actually saying is Jesus is saying as you're going about your life, make disciples as you go. Like, mm. as you're going about your life, love everyone, let everyone know who I am. And it's the same thing that's happening here. As this guy's going about his life, as he's just going on a journey, he loves someone else. Which goes great with, who do I love? Like, who's my neighbor, Jesus? All like, of, who is All it? of the neighbors. Whoever's in front of you. All of the neighbors. Yeah. All the neighbors of the world. Not just adjacent, <laughs> diagonal, and, and forwards, like I was saying earlier. Right. No. Christ be all, have you ever heard the song by Leland, Christ be all around me? Of, Above and below me, before and behind me, and every eye that sees me, Christ be all around me. You know, that's, that's, the, that's Ooh, the message. get it, Micah. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's a good one. Um, so yeah, as you go, love everyone. And who's, not who's just because it's easy. What? Who's your neighbor? Uh, Joe. Joe? Joe Mama. Joe <laughs> Mama, got him! <laughs> Sheesh! All right, before we get out of here, Garrett. It's time for our favorite segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here on the Hub okay. Podcast. My favorite segment was when we talked about Jesus, but this is Micah's favorite segment. True. I just want to clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> is it because you're Baptist? I'll wear because that. I'm Baptist. I'll, I'll wear that one. All right, Garrett, your word, your Gen Z, does Garrett know this word Ooh, slash phrase? I don't know the word. Is, uh, you know it, okay. slaps. <laughs> slaps. I'm just going to give you the word. If you want more help, you spell, can ask for it in the definition. S-L-A-P-S. Okay. Slaps. <laughs> Is it really good? Like something's really good? Ding, ding, ding. Bingo. Hey. Yeah, well done. One hey. for three. That yeah, slaps. like you would say. A lot like, like bussin'. Yeah, it's kind of like bussin'. Um, <laughs> that song slaps or the parable of the Good, good Samaritan slaps. Um, you can use it in really any way you want. Food. I think I've heard that Music. one used before. Like like um, on the bas- like the basketball team. 
um, the middle school team, like coach, they'll say something like playing some music. that slaps. Like, yeah. dang, it's I think, and, and I kind of contextually put it together, yeah. but at the same time, that's All right, just what the about this thing. One? So when Garrett tries to learn words, yeah. I try to figure out why it became a word. The only thing I can connect it to is like, you know, that that food make you want to slap your mama. No, that's, that's a the good only idea. thing I can think of. That's actually really good. I, I think and the about shortened it. version is it slaps. Yep, that's good. I think about it musically, like. Like I, th- I think about a Ooh, big like a speaker beat. and the beat just slapping, okay. like just hitting, yeah. you know. I got you. Yeah. So, but I, I, th- I, I never thought yeah. about that. Slap your mama. <laughs> That's so good. Make you want to slap your mama. Yeah. And then, and then your grandmama too. If, if it's that, grandma, good. If it's that yeah. good, Granny, I'd knock her yeah. dentures out. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Granny. I'm just kidding. Uh, but if it food's you, good, is your Granny listen to our podcast? My Granny. She I've got one. I've got one. I'll go ahead and tell you the one for next week because you have a week to prepare, and if you don't Google it, you won't figure it out. Okay. Stan. Next week on the Stan? Hunt Podcast. Stan? Yep. yep. What the I'm heck? not going to give you any uh, any other Can clue. we give him a background? Like- nope. You d- you will figure it out in a week, or you will get learnt on the Hunt Podcast episode 48. The only 48. Stan I know is from Eminem, that Eminem song. Bing, 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 bing. Uh-oh. We got somebody in, but you're, you're Wait, seriously? To, but you're going to have to define Man, that's it. an old yeah. song. Well, it's, it's, it's also... Well, we'll get to it next week. All right. So thanks for uh, being here with us on the Hunt Podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe. We make mentioned sure you... Eminem on our podcast. Hey, Eminem needs Jesus. Hey. <laughs> Maybe he's got him. I don't know. But thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Give us a review. Um, let us know what you think about the parable of the Good Samaritan. What sticks out to you? Maybe something you, you learned or maybe something you knew but we reminded you of that, that always has stuck out to you with this parable in particular. Let us know if there's a parable you want us to talk about. You can leave that in a review. We'll check um, periodically um, or you can hit us up on Facebook or text or Just whatever. Just make sure it's a biblical yeah. parable. Not yeah, well, yeah, Greek you know, I mean, myth- we'll, mythological so uh, let us know. <laughs> um, and that's all I've got. Uh, Garrett, blessings. you can close us out in prayer. Yeah. Father God, thank you for the lessons that you have taught us through your Son, the timeless nature of the Word of the Gospel, and for our time that we can come together and and just study it and break it down. And I just pray that you bless our study, that you impart your wisdom upon us, and that you impart your wisdom on all who join with us in our study. Um, Bless this time that we have come together and help us to further your kingdom as we go, no matter where we are as we love all people. Thank you for loving us. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen.